You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is no way we're going to get to. I don't think we're going to get past Michelle Obama's speech today. I don't <laughs> think we're going to get past that. It was too wonderful for you. Oh, it was too great. Too great. Um, all right. Let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens. If you love your dog as much as we love ours, you consider your dog a part of the family and uh, you want them to have a long and happy life. And I've lost too many dogs. It is so painful every time. You lose uh, an animal um, because they're not our pets. They're not our pets. They're our friends and family. So you want to have the best health and the best life. Put a supplement in their food that they love, will help them eat, and help them stay active and young. It's a supplement called Rough Greens, and it's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and omega oils and probiotics, all of the things that will promote health for your dog. All of these things are not in, especially if you're feeding your dog dry kibble. It's not in dry kibble. You need to put this. It comes in a sealed bag um, because it's alive, and it's all the things you're your dog needs give your dog rough greens and uh, see the difference in your dog and if, especially if you have a dog that doesn't like to eat their food they will gobble the food i mean it's crazy how much they love this stuff roughgreens.com slash beck of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, you got to love Michelle Obama speaking from her $11 million home right on the Atlantic, which, of course, I mean, that island is going to be underwater soon. Could be in five years. We don't know. Uh, I don't think we're going to get past the Michelle Obama speech today as we cover what happened last night with the Democrats. Between that and opening with the national anthem. Oh, my. oh really? Mm. Okay, we begin there and this hour, Stephen Crowder. We begin in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let me ask you, how's your financial health doing right now? It's a critical thing to pay attention to, especially with the future being so uncertain. You need to be asking yourself, what are some of the things I can do to save money? How can I cut some of the monthly costs that's already draining my bank account? Well, if you're a homeowner, one of the best things you can do is explore a refi of your mortgage. Refinancing the mortgage interest rates hovering in the 4% range not that long ago. Now we're talking now we're talking about in the 3% range and there's talk about it going down into the twos. You can save 
hundreds of dollars, especially if you roll in your high interest debt, uh, credit card debt. My gosh, you, you could save thousands of dollars. Call American Financing. That's every single month, by the way. Call American Financing right now at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. These guys will be able to tell you if they can help you or not in the first 10 minutes of the phone call. It's really easy. No pressure. You're not. It's it's just easy. These people work for you. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, my gosh. When, the, when they started with the... Do we have the national anthem from the DNC last night? Oh, my... When this hit, I thought I was going to lose... My mind. Powerful. Oh, look. And nobody's kneeling. Nobody's. That's fantastic. Okay, stop. I can't take it. So you knew you were in for a very long night of agony. A very long night of programming. Honestly, Sesame Street has a higher standard. Sesame for education. Sesame Street has a higher standard. This thing was jam-packed with information for absolute morons and idiots. You start with the national anthem. An educated person says, how can you start with the national anthem? Because everybody's taking a knee. You guys aren't defending the national anthem. You guys are saying that the national anthem is racist. So how are you doing that without any self-awareness? They're totally self-aware. They are programming to morons. They don't think you're aware of it. They don't think you know anything that's going on. And the people that will buy this don't. So you have to watch it in a different way, like Michelle Obama's speech. I'm going to try to get through. I just have, I think, 10 pieces of her audio to get through. I don't think I can do it. Um, When you listen to Michelle Obama, first of all, the worst thing anyone can do on the right is tear Michelle Obama apart as a person or anything else, because she is so liked. That's different than likable. You don't have to like her. You don't even have to understand how other people like her. But you need to understand how liked she is. We don't feel this way because I'm sure she's a wonderful person if you agreed with her. So I don't feel this way because I know so much about her. I know that she doesn't love America. She said the first time she was ever proud of her nation was when Barack Obama was elected. The first time she was proud of her nation. We have heard too many off-camera comments from her. I know who she hung out with. I know her Marxist friends. I know who she went to church with for 20-some years. There's no way you can have the kind of love and appreciation for this country that maybe you have. Now, maybe she appreciates it in a whole different way, like it's a great place to start all over again. Maybe. But we see her differently because we've been educated. We've paid attention. So let's listen to her speech. Here's cut one. Good evening, everyone. 
it's a hard time and everyone's feeling it in different ways. I don't like it so far. And I know a lot of folks are reluctant to tune into a political convention right now or to politics in general. Stop. Believe me, I get Why do you hate it so far? I just don't get it. (laughs) I know everyone thinks she's amazing and she's this incredible person and she's the most beautiful woman that's ever walked the face of the earth. She's an average person. She's like, there's nothing wrong with being average looking, but that's just what she is. She's, she's average. an average looking person who does uh, who. So uh, who again, like I, I watch her speeches and I feel like I'm in another universe. I watch every blue check on Twitter say how it was the most amazing thing they've ever seen. And I it's I I look at it and I'm like, that was that looked like the wife of a politician trying really hard to read a, a, a speech who was written by a, a pretty good speech writer. Right. And she's overacting it and overdoing it. And she's not really great at this, but like, hey, let's nice work out separating her from who she is and and what we know about her and and, and her politics. Like, I just don't see her as this amazing, transformative person. She has everyone else does. Okay, she has a way. Now, remember, Mm -hmm. talking two different things, the way you see it and the way the half of the country sees her, they have not been. Uh, exposed nor have they listened to all of the things that make you go she she is not telling the truth here she's not telling the truth mm-hmm. um, that's prop part of it so it's part of it but because- she hasn't said anything yet <laughs> all she said was you probably don't want to tune into a convention i was like oh she also <laughs> says all of the things now this is a speechwriter saying mm-hmm. all of the things that everybody feels mm-hmm. and she has a way she is good at one thing she can look into the camera and connect with an individual maybe not you but she can connect and that's a very rare skill and i do think she has that Hmm. she seems overacting to me but if you're not predisposed to think she's a fraud you may not feel that from her all right can continue me i get that but i am here tonight because i love this country with all my heart and it pains me to see so many people hurting i've met so many of you i've heard your stories and through you every line i have seen this country's promise and thanks to so many who came before me thanks to their toil and sweat and blood I've been able to live that promise myself. That's the story of America. Wow. All those folks who sacrificed and overcame so much in their own times because they wanted something more, something better for their kids. There's a lot of beauty in that story. There's a lot of pain in it, too. A lot of struggle and injustice and work left to do. Okay. And I have to tell you, I, 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 uh, what? <laughs> what? They, you see, this is the problem. They say things they don't mean, because if you meant that, we wouldn't have a problem. Yes, there's a lot of pain and let's work through that pain. But that's not what's being said. What's being said, there is no beauty in the people that struggled in their own time, as she said, 
in their own time to make life better for their children. They did in their own time. Their times were different. So they didn't meet today's standards, but they moved the flag forward. And now it's our job to move the flag forward even more. But that's not what the left is saying. That's not what the Democratic Party stands for anymore. They call for the destruction of America, a rewriting of our history, a washing us of everyone in their time that was trying to do the right thing for their children. That's a real problem. Now, let's go to SOT 2. Listen to this. Tell me who she's describing. I am one of a handful of people living today who have seen firsthand the immense weight and awesome power of the presidency. And let me once again tell you this. The job is hard. Uh It requires clear-headed judgment, a mastery of complex and competing issues, a devotion to facts and history, History? a moral Mm -hmm. compass, Uh and an ability to listen, and an abiding belief that each of the 330 million lives in this country has meaning and Uh, worth. Okay. All right. Okay. Stop. Stop. Now, remember, she's giving the speech for Joe Biden. So let me just go through this. She's seen it firsthand, immense weight and awesome power of the presidency. She's seen it. Can we say real quick, this country's not supposed to have an awesomely powerful no, president. president. That's not nope. how it's supposed to work. Yes. So, But she's seen that. Yeah, she has. She has seen that. Mm-hmm. Let me once again tell you this. The job is hard. Agree? Sure. Yes. Uh, it requires clear-headed judgment. Does Joe Biden... Have clear-headed judgment. How could anyone say that with a straight face? Can't. How? Can't. A mastery of complex and competing issues. He can't even get to multiple-syllable words at this point. He might have five years ago, ten years ago, certainly did when he was with with, uh, Barack Obama at the beginning. Certainly did. Now? No. A devotion of facts and history, no one on the left has that. Biden didn't even have that back in, in right. when he was going with Obama. Remember the, uh, what was it, FDR and the television? Yeah, and right. <laughs> I mean, he just didn't remember. have it. And no. if I may, a devotion of facts and history. Let me go back to Michelle Obama in 2008. And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. Oh. So we're going to have to change our history. So a devotion of facts and history. Do, does she really mean that? And does Joe Biden have that? A moral compass, a guy whose son has built with his dad millions of dollars through through gun running drug lord, you know, mafioso style people in Ukraine and gotten deeply in bed with the communist Chinese party and made millions of dollars. Is that a moral compass that you think he has? I'm not saying let's not we don't have to compare. We could say Donald Trump, just assume haven't seen it, but just assume Oh, his kids are dirty as hell, too. Well, a haven't seen that evidence, um, but B, we're talking about Michelle Obama saying we need a moral compass. Does Joe Biden have that moral compass? 
Oh, and an ability to listen. The only reason why he's listening is because he can't speak anymore. I mean, who is she describing here? I mean, it's almost as if she's just she's making the case that they should not nominate Joe Biden. Right. Like it's almost like she's saying, like, you know what? They should give the job to me or Kamala or somebody right. else. You know, it's almost like she says, look, I, you know me uh, and I I've seen it. Jobs hard, clear headed judgment, mastery of complex and competing issues, devotion of facts and history, a moral compass and an ability to listen. That's why we picked Kamala to be on the ticket um, because she's got that. Joe has lost it a long time ago, but he's not really going to be president. You can, with a straight face, make that mm-hmm. statement about Joe Biden. All right, we're going to pick it up. I'm, I got I'm, two. I'm only up to two. We've got 12. And Steven Crowder is coming up in, in just a second. So stand by for that. It's always entertaining to have Steven on. Um, all right, Simply Safe. Welcome to the tech age. Not only is this just about everything you want available, but it's customizable as well. Take Simply Safe's home security system, for example. From high definition cameras to sensors so small they're practically invisible, yet so sensitive they can tell the difference between a family pet and an intruder to the video uh, verification specialists that are on hand at all hours to alert police quickly in a bad situation simply safe is the way to go because this is a time of incredible technology also incredible unrest in the country did you see the the people in seattle that were this family that was outside barbecuing this white family where this mob just stopped in front of their house and yeah. started taunting them and telling these white people to get out and they should give them their house. This is a time that is can be really, really dangerous. You need to have home security. Simply Safe is the way to go. Makes it easy, affordable, home security, the best on the market, state of the art equipment, around the clock monitoring. Simply Safe is the first name in the business now. And you pay 50 cents a day, 50, five zero cents a day for monitoring. It's really a no brainer. Protect your family. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD security camera. That's simplysafebeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Sot four, please. Here is Michelle Obama from last night. And here at home. As George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and a never-ending list of innocent people of color continue to be murdered, stating the simple fact that a black life matters is still met with derision from the nation's highest office. Office. No, it's not, Michelle. It's really not. First of all, Uh, You named two people and then said, and a never ending list of innocent people of color that continue to be murdered. Um, I don't know if you've seen the murder list of black people. They do, but they seem to be murdered by other black people, not the police. 
Have you noticed that? It's very much of an end to the list. There is. Like, yeah, there nine is. in one year yeah. is what the end of that list was. For the was. police. For the police. For the police. Uh, yeah. It's, it's this, this idea that you can just string together. In this case, she didn't even go as far as they normally do with five or six names. Yeah. This, the, Two. The, 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 listing a few names is not an argument. No. Especially when some of they usually go to five or six names and they start naming people who are like attacking the police at the time of the right. shooting. Right. And then stating the simple fact that Black Lives Matter is still met with derision from the nation's highest office. Black Lives Matter. Registered trademark. Black Lives Matter. Inc. It is a company. It's not a movement. It's a literal company. We can say that Black Lives Matter. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, they do. But when you say Black Lives Matter, that's a registered trademark for a company. It's like saying, you know, uh, just do it. Just do it. Oh, my gosh. When it's met by der- der- with derision from from Adidas. Of course, It's a slogan for another company. I disagree with the company, Black Lives Matter, not the idea. Then she goes on and uh, she says that, you know, we're seeing people shouting in grocery stores, unwilling to wear a mask to keep us all safe. They see people calling the police on folks minding their own business just because of the color of their skin. Excuse me. We are seeing people beat other people because they're not wearing a mask. We saw a black neighbor go out and shoot a kid, point blank. Why? Because he was white. What are you talking about? Then SOT 5. They see people shouting in grocery stores, unwilling to wear a mask to keep us all safe. They see people calling the police on folks minding their own business just because of the color of their skin. They see an entitlement that says only certain people belong here. Yeah, I do see that. That greed is good and winning is everything because as long as you come out on top, it doesn't matter what happens to everyone else. Do you know anybody who says that, who believes that? And they see what happens when that lack of empathy is ginned up into outright disdain. Unbelievable. They see our leaders labeling fellow citizens enemies of the state <laughs> while emboldening torch bearing white supremacists. Oh my gosh. They watch in horror as children are torn from their families and thrown into cages and pepper spray Stop. and rubber bullets. Oh, Stop. No. Oh, come on. Stop. Stop. Your husband built those cages. Your husband built those cages for them to claim at this time i didn't what i didn't know that i no i just saw the pictures is ridiculous is absolutely ridiculous shows an immense amount of confidence that no one will look into what they've done incredible because no one will because no one will there isn't anyone sitting in the uh, in the seat in the national press that is going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys, uh, seeing people in cages. Uh, wait a minute. Um, the you know, uh, people are unwilling to wear a mask to keep us all safe. Yeah, we are seeing that. But we're also seeing people. Be-
beaten. We're for that. We're seeing white people shot and frightened off the streets because black people and not all black people, just this small minority of of socialist and Marxist that want a revolution are saying to white people, you have no place here. They're literally saying that in the streets. So isn't there some sort of balance maybe that this is the Glenn Beck program? Nope. Steven Crowder's coming up next. All right. When I started real estate agents, I trust with my brother, Robert, a number of years ago, I remember I was thinking helping people um, like you to avoid having the same kind of bad real estate experiences that Tanya and I have gone through over and over and again. And, you know, you know it. You get a real estate agent, somebody who doesn't know exactly what you need. They don't know how to get the house ready to put on the market. They blow up balloons and they say we're going to have a couple. Please. We need somebody who understands the nuances of price negotiation on the buying end. We need somebody that when we need to fix something, they have that number programmed into their phone. We need to have somebody who understands the urgency of the market right now. And it's a good thing we started it because now things are getting bad in parts of the country and things, if you live in the right parts of the country, things are getting really, really good. So get the right real estate agent, both ends, selling or buying. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you. Get the right real estate agent now. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get uh, the Glenn Beck program, Stu Does America, and Steven Crowder. He's coming up next. This is the Glenn Beck program. Joined now by Steven Crowder, Blaze TV host, Louder with Crowder. Did you watch the uh, did, did you watch the convention last night, St- Steven? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I we'll be live streaming Thursday because that's you know when Biden and yeah. uh, Kamala Harris will be there. But uh, we plan on live streaming every night, and thank mm. God we didn't because nothing happened other than uh, you know, Michelle Obama saying that Donald Trump is not good. So, oh my gosh, it was bad. It was bad. How they opened with the Star Spangled Banner is beyond me. Uh, but uh, Stephen, first of all, congratulations on uh, getting uh, remonetized on YouTube. Let's just say. Next time we go out for dinner, you're picking up the check. Uh, yeah. But uh, well, I, I can pick up uh, a portion of the hors d'oeuvres. No, yeah. <laughs> no oysters. <laughs> right, okay. uh, let's just, you know, like like some mozzarella sticks. Yeah, I'll make, I'll make and, sure it's nice. And I actually nice. wouldn't do that to you because I don't think it's going to last long. How? First of all, yeah. you have a great attorney. Um, how did this happen and how long do you think it's going to last? Well, to answer the second part, your guess is as good as mine, probably a week. Um, but uh, this has been going on for 14 months. For 14 months, it's been going on with the Vox apocalypse. People need to understand that YouTube changed their rules because we didn't violate any guidelines. That right. was Those were the words uttered by the YouTube CEO, Susan Wojcicki herself. So then they changed it and created new guidelines for advertising and then new community guidelines where you can't really insult people because we, listen, we understand that it's YouTube's playground and we play by the rules. And then they They've changed the rules. And then there were some things behind the scenes 
where they tried to do a, a little more massaging and tweaking of the rules with which I was no longer comfortable. And uh, now here we are. I sign in and it's a big remonetized symbol. But the weird thing is, you know, YouTube let us know that we would be remonetized last Thursday. And everyone knows us at the place because we said, hey, this is going to happen. Don't let anyone know. We're going to announce it Thursday. YouTube requested that. It's just them and us. We're the only ones who know. And lo and behold, two days before that, it gets leaked to The Verge, owned by Vox and uh, the little buddies at wow. Mashable. So I have no idea how that got out. Wow. But, um, you know, it's uh, Well, it's it wasn't uh, wasn't anybody on uh, on your uh, your staff or our staff that uh, leaked that to Vox. Gee, I wonder how that happened. I uh, thought you have Ezra Klein on speed dial. That's what I was. <laughs> uh, let me... You did an amazing interview um, with David Dorn, uh, his wife. David Dorn yeah. is the uh, uh, the former police captain in St. Louis that was was guarding and and helping out at a pawn shop, and somebody came in to steal a T-shirt and killed him over yep. that um, really a hair raising and gut wrenching uh, scene wasn't really didn't, didn't make uh, a difference really to the mainstream media but anybody who really watched it was touched by this first yeah. of all how did you how did you get the interview with uh, with his wife well, you know, I can't. That's credit to my dad. He's the booker for our show. And that really happened because everyone else was too afraid to book the show. So thanks, Dad. So he's gotten a lot of these interviews. You know, Stephen Williford after the Sutherland Springs shooter. Yeah. Um, I can't take credit for it. Really, we've been blessed with that. And uh, I, to, to brief people in the story, yeah, we do have this shirt. It's the David Dorn shirt. You can go to lottowithcrowdershop.com. 100% of the profits are going to go directly to his family and his Excellent. wife. Excellent. Um, it was over 30 years that he was with the St. Louis Police Department. But I think the story is more important because he was off-duty, and he came in to help a friend, to answer a call in distress, a pawn shop that was being looted. And he was shot. He was a black man, black police officer who served the black community for a very long time. Uh, served it well. You can't really find any dirt on this guy, which in 2020 is, it's almost impossible. And believe me, we really tried to, to, to search to see if there were any skeletons in, in this closet. Um, no, there was nothing there that we found thus far. You know, no one's perfect. And uh, he was shot over a Vizio by another black gentleman uh, in that community. And this is someone the reason I think it's an important story is not just because it's a black police officer and these people have been left out in the cold, despite the fact that uh, there are more minorities in the police force than in the general population at large. And that's because they see it as a way to serve their community. We also see over 80 percent of black Americans who want at least as much police presence, if not more. So Black Lives Matter doesn't speak for them. They just have a megaphone with the media. But this is a man who not only is an example for the black community. But anyone, any young men, I mean, if we want to talk about heroes, a guy who served his community for 30 plus years was answering a call off duty and was shot dead while protecting his neighborhood. That is a hero. And you know why? Because no one would have ever known if he never responded to that call. That wasn't a police call. There was no record of it. No one would have cared. No one would have judged him for staying home in his comfortable bed sheets with a soft pillow. And instead, he was going out doing the right thing when no one was watching. No one cared cared and unfortunately no one cared after he died in the media and so we've really tried to take it upon ourselves to make sure that his story gets told and you know you know glenn i, I will say this i've watched you quite a bit uh, in the past uh, and, and present you've had a lot of big interviews and i always struggle with these because i never want to be you know uh, yes. i never want to exploit somebody yes but i also want to ask the questions that i think everyone would like to have answered i don't want to be barbara walters you know asking know. Them what kind of tree would they would be or oprah getting them to cry yeah um so 
it was it's always tough for me and I hope I struck that balance because I really do admire uh, both uh, uh, the late officer Dorn and his wife who by the way is also a police officer they were married police officers and they started programs to help uh, youth in their community and even help them enroll in the police force so when people talk about reforming the police when people talk about making it better when people talk about tangible solutions right uh, solutions that have observable metrics these people dedicated their life to it were shot dead for it and no one tells their story so and that's uh, a shame let me play a couple of clips um here uh here she is this is sergeant andorn um talking about why her husband's death wasn't covered in the media listen why do you think it is that uh, this story with your husband uh, has received comparatively so little media coverage? And we've done everything that we can, but we're obviously only one show. But the big ABC, NBC, CBS, almost nothing. The easiest answer is it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative of, um, you know, a, a policeman killing a, a a black man it doesn't you know it's a black on black crime um we have those every day in st louis and i hate to say that it's very sad that's one component that we need to fix with this peace march and that we need to address you know all lives are precious right every life out there is precious um and he just didn't fit the narrative mm. yeah uh then uh cut two please he went out fighting you know the good fight helping people um, I believe everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and um, you know he's going to speak through me and I'm, I'm hoping the reason is to help heal the city to realize hey he didn't have to die you know the, the young man didn't have to pull that trigger right. you know there's alternatives there was no reason to pull the trigger and take David's life um, yeah and David I- you know David went out honorably you know fighting so I can't um, I can't ask for anything more. I don't I wouldn't have wanted it to happen that way. I'd like to grow old with him. Right. But um, if he had to die this, oh, you know, like this, then yes. Yeah. You know, he went out of here and I'm just hoping I can bring meaning to it. She uh, was very composed up until um, that when she started talking about growing old with him. Um, you can tell how much uh, she she loved him. Do you think that there is a uh, problem uh, in racism in the media itself? The fact that she is white and he is black. Do you think that played a role in this not being covered, Stephen? You know, I don't even know if they got that far along the trail. Uh, wow. I'm just like with the hydroxychloroquine lady who clearly, well, who I believe probably knocked off her husband. They didn't do any research and yeah. find out that she was an anti-Trump activist and donor to the DNC. I think this was a story that didn't interest them from the get-go, just like last uh, last night or yesterday when a man was beaten within an inch of his life, uh, dragged out of his truck by Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter activists. I just don't think that it suits their narrative. And, and I know that that's a phrase that's used a lot, doesn't suit their narrative, but I don't think it's ever been on more crystal clear display for everyone to see, because if we're talking about black lives that matter, and all black lives do matter. And all lives matter, but let's say all black lives matter so that you know we're not accused of, of burning crosses and having a white hood if you say all lives matter. But all black lives certainly matter. Wouldn't it stand to reason to look at the number one cause of death? Number one cause of death for all black males under age 44 is it's homicide. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Death from police officers doesn't even crack the top of the list. Do you know that a black police officer, any police officer, is actually 18 times more likely 
to be shot by a black man, a young black man than he is to shoot them. So if we're talking about, hey, all black lives matter and we want to help the black community, which is what David Dorn and his wife dedicated their entire lives to serve. It wasn't a hashtag. They were doing this when no one was watching before. Hashtags were a thing. We should be talking about how to curb homicide with young black males in the community. And I want to be clear, I'm not like a a Nick Cannon saying that homicide is because of melanin in the skin. You know, he thinks that white folks don't have souls because it's melanin. No, I think we have a spiritual and a culturally broken problem in the United States. I think it's across all colors, but I think particularly in the black community, and David Dorn obviously uh, knew this because he served the youth, they are raised in fatherless households. And not only that, but in communities where there aren't other dads. And so you have record numbers of black lives being taken by other young black males. So, Stephen, I've I've got 90 seconds left. Um, I've seen so many of your change my minds recently. Um, and I, I, I wanted to get a sense from you when it comes to Black Lives Matter, when it comes to Marxism and everything else. Are you seeing a turn at all, even a small turn or is is everyone just locked into that, that, you know, Black Lives Matter Inc. is good? Yeah. Uh, n- n- here's the thing. People hear the term Black Lives Matter think it's good, right? If you pull people just like right. don't kick right. puppies. OK, that's good. When you actually read the demands and you read the history and the charter from Black Lives Matter and their founders, m- nearly everyone unilaterally disagrees with them. Most of all, black Americans. So Black Lives Matter, the idea, we're all on board with Black Lives Matter, the organization, just like Antifa is a domestic terror organization, $600 million in property damage, 14,000 arrests, 900 officer casualties, over 20 people dead. If you don't call that a riot, I don't know what is. Stephen Crowder, thank you so much. Um, By the way, become a Mug Club uh, member. Just if you're not a Blaze TV subscriber, go to blazetv.com slash Crowder and uh, join today. You'll get interviews like uh, Stephen uh, just did with David Dorn's wife that aren't available anyplace else. Blazetv.com slash Crowder. Join now and make sure that you get uh, one of the T-shirts. Like he said, 100 percent of the um, of the uh, profits on that will go. Uh, to his his wife and family. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. God bless. God bless. Man, we have such a great group of people on our network now. It's really you're missing out if you're not part of the Blaze TV. Join us. Hiring is challenging, especially with everybody that you have to consider today. I mean, everything that you have to go through uh, hiring, you know, would be great if it was simple, fast and smart. But mm -mm, it's not. Is there a place that can make that? Yes. Easy, fast, smart. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job sites, but that's not all. They have powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find the people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to your job listing so you can filter out candidates and focus only on the best ones. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who uh, post there get a quality candidate within the first day, usually the first hour. 
the choice is clear right now. You need to be thinking about a lot of things, but, you know, how you're going to get your business going with the right employees shouldn't be one of them. Just how to get your business going. Let ZipRecruiter do the rest. Right now, try ZipRecruiter to get you hiring the right people fast. ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. The smartest way to hire. Tomorrow night, the Democrats plan to rig election 2020. You're saying that voter fraud is a thing, and I'm telling you that it's not. And you're muddying the water. Muddying the water. Glenn exposes the dangerous truth about mail-in voting and who is behind the real election interference. Watch The Enemy Within. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So we're just talking about the uh, uh, the convention last night. Big takeaway for you last night, Stu? And the most offensive thing of the evening was the fact that they would let Andrew Cuomo get on stage and act <laughs> as if he's something other than directly from the bowels of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part of I thought that was a, a mistake. I mean, look, I think Michelle Obama is going to get the high billing here. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I don't understand why people love Lord of the Rings so much. Okay. I don't understand that. A lot. Everyone in this audience loves Lord of the Rings, I'm sure. To me, it's a bore fest. I can't get through it. So I, maybe I'm just different, and this is why I don't see the Michelle Obama thing that everyone else seems to see. She, This amazing woman who is, who is transformative in her language and her ability as an orator. I don't get it. I don't see it. But I know everyone else does, so I guess that's the big moment. Of but the, I of think the you're, you're, you don't dismiss the power of the press and the power of persuasion uh, of the press. Nobody wants to say anything like, she's an average woman. I mean, it's I mean, great and she, everything. She may have accomplished a lot in her life or yeah. whatever, but like, you know, they, they make her out to be the most beautiful woman in the world. Look, she's not. She's, a, she's, she's, not. A, she's an average looking woman and, and that's totally nothing. fine. And I feel like the same thing is happening here that, that is happening like when, when they talk about like Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner is the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, look, well, she's not. She's She looks like the guy who we just saw as Bruce Jenner two weeks ago. Now it, it looks like he, I guess he, he's a woman and okay, that's great for his journey. But like, I'm not going to tell you that I think she's a beautiful woman. Well, now. I don't think that Michelle Obama looks like a guy in a dress i mean to say to compare the two michelle yeah, obama I, I, is a I, I, very pretty average woman as far as appearance goes yeah. now look i'm way below average i'm not i'm not criticizing uh, this i'm just saying that we all know we can look at melania trump and see someone who's ridiculously beautiful right, right. model the, supermodel beautiful. supermodel beautiful right they act as if michelle obama is as good looking as melania trump or honestly much more much better looking yeah and it's just it's just ridiculous okay it's just ridiculous we should all be able to admit the fact that not everyone in politics is beautiful just because you like their policies of higher taxes that doesn't right. make them beautiful <laughs> okay it's okay she's just average that's fine wow if that's what you took as the world burns itself down because of global warming if that's what you took from it Stu, it just shows well, I, how far out of touch you really are it's hard not to look at it with all the flames lighting around this is the glenn beck program hey everybody knows paypal 
But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little apply coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back. Uh, first, let's tell you about our spotlight sponsor. It is uh, it's keeps. If you'd like a if you'd like a head of hair like mine and not like Stu's, I don't know why you. Could, what's wrong with my hair? I think it looks. It's great. a wig. It's not a wig. It why, is. why would I? Why would you buy a wig that it's looked like tube. this? It, does, <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it, does, it does nothing. It's just sitting. Up Has there. your hair started to fall out at all? Uh, you know, occasionally you get a little bit. Uh, I mean, I'm getting older, yeah. but uh, so far it's pretty much remaining in place. Thankfully, I will tell you that uh, my dad was bald. So by the time I was maybe seven, I was checking my hair. <laughs> um, you can you can do it the old fashioned way. You can go to the doctor. You can sit there with a bunch of people who are like. <laughs> Or you could just do it from your home. You take a couple of pictures of your head. Uh, you send it in to keeps, K-E-E-P-S uh, dot com. And, uh, and they will have a doctor look at that, evaluate, and then send you a prescription for the right uh, hair medicine for you. And you'll be able to keep your hair. It's keeps.com slash save. Keeps.com slash save. convention it's going to be agonizing on a lot of fronts but one of the fronts uh, is climate change and they're going to say that we're all going to die in the next 10 years and none of that is true as people who actually care about the planet actually care about the environment and would like to see politics taken out of it what can we do what is nonsense what is real we thought we would get Bjorn Lomberg on. Uh, he is the the skeptical uh, environmentalist. He is a guy who will take all of the ICP, uh, the IPCC studies and say, let's just take the science at, at face value. Now, are any of the solutions good? What should we prioritize? What should be done? His uh, book is called False Alarm, and he joins us in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Norton, whether your kids are going back to school in person or, God forbid, continuing to attend school from home. They're apt to be bringing all sorts of delightful new devices into your home, and it's awesome. 
as if, you know, them suckling new technology hasn't sucked the souls out of them already. Um, you can you can do something about this. New devices, smartphones, tablets, laptops can mean real risks to your family's privacy. Your personal information or theirs could be exposed and mere password protection does not block cyber criminals from hacking into those devices when they're on your home's Wi-Fi. Obviously, you want to keep prying eyes out, especially when it comes to your kids and their safety. The good news is you can help your family stay safe and more private and secure with Norton 360. Norton 360, a real-time protection for from existing and emerging cyber threats, as well as a VPN and a password manager. Norton's got you covered. Nobody can prevent all cyber crime, but Norton is committed to helping you make back to school easier and safer for your family. Special offer ends September 6th. Go to Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck for 60% off. Norton 360 at Norton.com slash Beck. False Alarm, president of the Copenhagen Consensus Center, visiting fellow from the Hoover Institution. I believe he was part of our first uh, climate special that we did at CNN back when CNN actually would have opposing views on kind of. Uh, It took everything in them to let us do that special. Uh, But I am somebody who I I own property uh, out west in the mountains. I believe in the environment. I love trees i love animals and i want to keep our our water and our air clean and pure i don't know of anybody who doesn't care about that i'm sure they exist but i don't know anybody who doesn't care about that the problem seems to be with taking the climate change attitude and then applying it into an emergency panic everybody's gonna die quickly and so we have to do this. Well, what should we do? Bjorn Lomberg is uh, joining us now. Bjorn, how are you, sir? Hey, Clint. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. So we wanted to um, uh, we wanted to talk to you uh, about a couple of things. The alarmism, but first, who who is this book targeted to? So look, I talk to a lot of people. And very many people are really, really worried about global warming. And especially the kids are worried about global mm-hmm. warming. Uh, you know, lots of kids are saying, why should I study if there's no future for me because of global Gosh. warming? And that certainly is what we're being told. Uh, a new survey showed that almost half of the entire global population now believes that uh, global warming will lead to the extinction of the human race. And that is simply crazy. Look, global warming is a real problem. It's something we should fix, but we need to get a sense of proportion. The UN Climate Panel tells us that by the 2070s, the impact of global warming will be equivalent to somewhere between 0.2 and 2% reduction in your average income. Remember, by then, the UN expects that we'll be two and a half times richer. So instead of being two and a half times richer, we'll be slightly less than two and a half times richer by 2070. That's a problem. That's not the end of the world. So this book is really to all the people who are worried and, of course, all the people they know who are worried and telling, look, it's a problem. 
not the end of the world. So you are kind of in the category of Michael Schellenberger that uh, except you're probably more in line with the IPCC. You take those reports as as gospel and say, look, we're just going to accept this as fact. Uh, But then you look for the things that we we can do that will actually make a difference. Um, Would you put yourself kind of in Michael Schellenberger's kind of place? Oh, sure. sure. Uh, And I think there's a lot of people in that camp, because honestly, what that means is you take what the science is telling us there is a problem. But then you also insist we need to look at the economics of climate change and actually take the best science there. And most people don't. Remember, I take my starting point in the guy uh, who actually got the only Nobel Prize in climate economics, uh, uh, William Nordhaus from Yale University. And he says, as do almost everyone in climate economics, that there is a real problem with climate change. So probably in the order of three to four percent of GDP by the end of the century. That means if you can fix a substantial part for a low cost, that's a good idea. But it's crazy to try to fix a 3 to 4% problem by incurring policies that will cost 15 to 30% of your GDP. And and that's what you're, I mean, you did an article in USA Today, Climate Change, Democratic Alarmism Leads to Failing Policies. Can you take us through that? Yeah. So, look, the Democrats have a good intention. They are pointing out, look, there's a real problem. But then they go on to say, and, and much to, you know, as you as you pointed out, they believe that this is going to lead to the end of the world in, you know, 10 years. And that's just not the case. If it was the case, if this was a, you know, a meteor hurtling towards Earth, the only thing you should be doing would be to worry about global warming. You know, you'd just throw everything in the kitchen sink and Correct. send up Bruce Willis and everybody else and, you know, fix that meteor. Right. But the reality is, this is a minor problem. It's not a zero problem. It's a three to four percent problem over the next 80 years. And so the risk and what they're clearly suggesting is, you know, we should have no new gasoline cars by 2035 and fossil fuels in power sector in 2040 basically get the U.S. to net zero. So emit no new CO2 in 2050. That is going to be phenomenally expensive. Remember, we only have one estimate that actually shows how costly that will be. So lots of nations have promised to do Only one nation was brave enough to actually ask, so how much is that going to cost? That was New Zealand. So you know, left-wing New Zealand actually asked, how much is this going to cost them? Their preeminent estimate was, this is going to cost us at least 16% of our GDP more likely around 30% of oh GDP. Oh, my gosh. That, for the U.S., is equivalent to paying 5 to $10 trillion every year. Remember, that's more than what the entire national uh, 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 federal budget is right now. Every year. It's twice that $5 trillion is twice the revenues of the United States of America. So you tax, yes, yes, it's twice the, the revenues just for that. Yeah, and, and, and remember... 
it would not fix global warming. It would slightly reduce the impact because most of the problem from global warming does not actually come from rich countries because we've already you know, sort of peaked and we're increasingly going towards just producing services, which emits very little CO2. But most of the rest of the world, so China, India, Africa, Latin America, still want to get rich. They want to get to where we are today, and they will mostly be able to do that by using much more cheap and readily available energy. And try and telling them, I'm sorry, you can't do what we did. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, you'll just have to stay poor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely irresponsible. Um, but you're not talking about, when, when you talk to global warming people, um, the, the, the zealots, you can't get them to talk about nuclear energy, the cleanest and the safest energy out there. You can't get them to talk about that. Um, you can't talk to them about let's help Africa um, grow to be a richer and, uh, you know, an industrial nation and go through the industrial revolution. But in a clean way, we can help them get into the 21st century um, by giving them power. Nobody wants to nobody wants to help them um, get richer and live our kind of lifestyle. They're trying to just bring everybody down to their lifestyle instead of bringing them up to our lifestyle. There's certainly a lot of truth to that. I actually find that when you confront most people with this, especially well-meaning sort of left-leaning people, they also want that. And so you expose in some way a very clear uh, uh, twist in their minds between on the one side, they want to help Africa and the world's poor, but they also want to fix global warming. And of course, what ends up is very often they throw the Africans under the bus because they care too much about climate change. Again, if you think it's because it's the end of the world, that makes sense. But if you actually realize, oh, wait, this is a problem like many others we need to fix, you need to get much smarter on this issue. And that's, of course, one of the reasons also why I wrote this book, that there are actually really smart ways to fix climate, just not the typical ways that we use right now. Talking to Bjorn Lomborg, the book is False Alarm. That's a great one. Uh, Bjorn, take us through some of this alarmism. One example you talk about in the book, and I've heard it from a million places, is that it's 170 million people are going to be displaced by climate change uh, coming up fairly soon. And that's what the science says. You go through that claim and kind of show what it actually is trying. The story is trying to tell is a totally different perception. Can you walk us through that one? Yeah. I mean, so look, if you just look at rising uh, temperatures will mean rising sea levels. That's very simple and that's very true. Rising sea levels, all other things equal, will mean that more people will get inundated and eventually have to move. And of course, the more alarmist uh, will tell us, oh, my God, they're all going to drown. But the reality is, of course, we actually adapt. All of these estimates, so one very, very uh, uh, highly quoted estimate said 187 million people are going to get flooded or are going to have to move by the end of the century because of global warming. That assumes no one does anything. So it assumes that everybody sit on the beach and watch as the waves start lapping up over their ankles and knees and eventually they have to move or they drown. But, of course, in reality, over the next 80 years, we will adapt. We will build better sea defenses. We'll build more dikes. We'll build more uh, uh, nourished beaches and all these different technologies that we've known since five or six thousand years ago. We know how to do this. And that's why all the studies 
And this particular study that generated headlines across uh, all of the U.S. and Washington Post and around the world, it tells you that if you do nothing, you're going to see 187 million people being displaced. But if you do realistic assessments of what people will do, you will see 305,000 people having to move. Remember, that's half the number of people that move out of California every year. Of course, we can handle that globally over the next 80 years. So you're being told a story that's 600 times more alarming. And that's why you get really scared. And if this was just one single example, maybe it wouldn't matter all that much. But unfortunately, this is almost entirely how we're seeing climate change reported. We're telling you stories that are only true under very specific and very unrealistic assumptions, like you don't do anything, that you don't make any adaptation. And of course, in real world, you will do. So I want to talk to you, um, uh, Bjorn Lomborg, um, when we come back. I want to take a one-minute break, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more about this. For instance, hurricanes and the damage that is being done by hur- hurricanes. Uh, there's a real clear reason uh, for that. We'll get into that coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's uh, Honey. If you're a big fan of you know uh, paying full price for things, you know even when you don't have to, you just relax over the next minute and you don't have to listen if you're somebody that wants to save money uh, i, I want to urge you to get the app honey it's a browser extension it's going to work hard to save you money every time you go online to shop it is revolutionary uh, revolutionizing the way people shop on the internet while you're shopping you scour the web looking for promo codes and coupons that'll save you money it's absolutely free that's going to do it for you you're never going to have to pay a dime for it that you uh, can even earn gift card rewards when you shop with honey they don't mine your stuff for information they don't sell your information uh it's not harvested they make their money on the seller side of things honey has found over 17 million members over two billion dollars in savings what's going to find for you only one way to find out join honey now go to joinhoney.com slash back that's joinhoney.com slash back Start saving on your online shopping right now at joinhoney.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. Author of the book False Alarm, uh, Bjorn Lomberg. Um, Do you remember being on our special on CNN? Of course I do. It was a pleasure. It was uh, it, it was a different time back then, uh, and it, it's gotten worse because we can't talk about things anymore. Uh, and and you're immediately uh, called a science denier. And we've always wanted to base everything on science. And I happen to believe that there there is climate change. It seems natural to me. It also seems unreasonable to me that man, with all that we have done, is not affecting the earth in some way or another of course so i want to get into some of the things that individuals can do because that's the way it's always uh, pitched um you know we all have to do everything we can so let's get to the real things that we can but before we go there let's talk about the hurricanes hurricanes and this drives me nuts people are saying oh, the cost of hurricanes well hurricanes are going up because we didn't used to live right on the beach And one of the reasons we didn't live on the beach is because the federal government didn't insure 
people. You couldn't get insurance for your house if you lived right there on the beach where there's hurricanes. But then the federal government said, oh, we'll insure you. And now there's a right to live on the beach. And of course, we're doing more damage. Does that is that reasonable? Well, it's certainly the right way to describe this. So remember, the number of hurricanes uh, hitting the continental U.S. has actually declined since 1900. That's also true for the uh, major hurricanes of Category 3 and over. Uh, And exactly what you say, the main reason why damages keep going up is because many more people live much closer to harm's way with much more stuff. Uh, so remember, Florida in, in 1900, there was virtually nobody there. The uh, population of the coastal counties in Florida has increased 67-fold since 1900, whereas the U.S. population has only increased uh, fourfold. So obviously, mm. with much more stuff, much closer to harm's way, you're going to get much bigger damage. That does not mean this is because of global warming. And again, if you want to fix it, as you point out, Maybe you should stop subsidizing people's insurance. Then exactly they would right. feel more responsible. Um, so let's let's talk about another thing. The Amazon, of course, everybody knows now that this is the planet's the planet's lungs. True or false? That's false. Uh, a, a stable uh, uh, ecosystem like the Amazon uh, emits no net oxygen. Uh, so it's one of those many many myths that we hear. Um, the world is on fire. You know, uh, you're clearly a denier here. World is on fire. The lungs were on fire um, down on the bottom end. Um, there was a ring of fire in uh, in uh, Australia. California is on fire. What's causing that except global warming? So. Fundamentally, we need to recognize that we've seen a dramatic decline of fire over the last 100, 150 years, basically because we've gotten richer and we've gotten much more careful with our environment. It actually matters to most people to make sure it doesn't burn. Uh, so burning rates also in the U.S. have gone down by five to ten times compared to Uh, to the early part of last century. Mm. But there is a problem with global warming. It's likely that global warming will lead to somewhat higher burn rates, still much less than what we used to have, but it is a problem. And again, we need to ask then, is the right way to deal with this, is that to cut CO2? We should probably do that a little bit. We shouldn't do this because of fire. If you want to help people, you should perhaps make them stop building in what is essentially tinderboxes. Those are simple ways to make sure that you zone people out of very, very dense forests where they're likely to get burnt like uh, in paradise and other places in California. Do you believe in controlled burns? I mean, we stopped that in the 70s. and Sure. Yeah. And, and it seems again, it seems like that is a very good idea. Most places. Uh, and we know how to do that. That's also one of the reasons why we've seen much, much less burn. Uh, global, we've seen burn rates uh, decrease about 25% just over the last 25 years. So we've seen a dramatic reduction. There is part of this that's due to global warming. But again, the extrapolation, the alarmism that we see in the media makes us very hard to understand, partly that this is not mostly caused by global warming and that our best efforts our best policies have virtually nothing to do with global warming if you actually want to help 30 seconds before the 30 seconds before the break is this uh, alarmism is really hurting 
because people won't pay attention once it doesn't happen, right? Don't you think? Well, I think alarm is my heart because it both makes us spend much, much more. We're going to spend trillions and achieve almost nothing. And it makes us fail to focus on the things that really will matter, both solutions to climate, but also all the other problems that still are there. Okay, we're coming uh, back with uh, Bjorn Lomberg, and we'll talk about the things that we can do that we should be talking about. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have to focus our energy. There are too many fronts to fight on. We have to focus our energies and we quite honestly have to focus our money um, where it can be best used. Uh, For instance, right now you are making phone calls. You're going to continue to make phone calls. You're going to need a cell service. But are you working with a cell service that is spending money like the big cell service uh, to stop um, your freedom of speech or the Second Amendment or fund abortions? That's what's happening. They take some of their uh, profits and they spend millions of dollars propping up things that you may be against. I mean, if you're for those things, great. Stay. If you're against those things, there is an alternative. You can get the same great service. Everybody's on the same towers now. Patriot Mobile is running a school days promotion until September 12th. Either choose a free phone or a free month of service when you switch. And they will make a donation to to, um, uh, students for life which is fighting for life you believe in that switch now do it it's 972 patriot 972 patriot or patriotmobile.com slash back we have more with Bjorn Lomborg here in a moment the book is false alarm how climate change panic costs us trillions hurts the poor and fails to fix the planet This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have Bjorn uh, Lomberg on with us. He is the author of the new book called False Alarm. Uh, If you remember, we had Michael Schellenberger on, who is an environmentalist, and so is Bjorn. And he believes in climate change and all of that. He just doesn't believe in all of the things that we're saying are going to fix them and the Green New Deal, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he also believes this panic is ridiculous and actually harming us uh so bjorn i i want to i think i want to start with what can the individual do like uh you know i know somebody who brings you know tupperware and doesn't use anything plastic uh tries to keep the recycling down does all of that stuff does that matter i would love to be able to tell you yes that really fixes everything but the honest answer is no, it doesn't matter very much. It's not that you okay, but it do does. It. It's fine, and please, okay. by all means, do it. Right. But it has a very tiny impact. But if we all did it? Well, there, uh, uh, one of the advisors to the UK government, uh, Climate, uh, he once wrote, you know, look, we've got to stop with that myth of every little bit helps. If everyone does a little, we achieve a little. If everyone does all of these things, we will still just have achieved a tiny bit. Let me give you one example. So I'm vegetarian, uh, and, you know, I I think it's wonderful more people becoming vegetarian because it means I can get better food at restaurants. But we should... We should not believe these stories that tell you that you can cut half of all emissions uh, by going uh, vegetarian. First of all, that's only if your food emissions. Uh, the real number is close to about 4%. But when you go vegetarian, vegetarian is also cheaper, and that means you have more money to spend on other things. So that means more emissions elsewhere. 
totally, you will reduce your emissions about 2%. To give you a sense of proportion, you could have bought the offset uh, from one of the many uh, carbon trading uh, centers for about a dollar fifty per year, so you can wow. buy a, uh, uh, offsets for about a dollar fifty, and you can eat all the meat you want. This is not what's going to fix climate change. It's a tiny bit, but don't believe this is what's going to fix it. Okay, um, so we got to look at big things. Uh, for instance, it, it kills me that people look at COVID-19 and these environmentalists have come out and said, this is the best thing that could have happened because all we have to do is just keep it right here. Well, we're destroying capitalism right now. We're destroying the free market. And I believe that it's going to be the free market and invention and uh, capitalism that actually will solve these problems is are things like COVID-19 where we all shut down. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, it's obviously a bad thing. And I think most people would have a hard time arguing anything else. But I think it's also a very illustrative uh, uh, case because. The U.S., if you get a second wave uh, in the second half of this year, you will probably have reduced your carbon emissions about 10%. So remember, all of this suffering means you were able to cut 10%. If you want to go to zero, that means you need to have 10 times the impact every year. That's 10 times these shutdowns and everything else that you've been exposed to this year. Now, of course, this was not intended to cut carbon emissions. Of course, we can cut carbon emissions smarter and less uh, hurtfully than, than COVID-19. But it does give you pause to realize cutting your carbon emissions is really hard. So remember when environmentalists tell us, oh, drive a little less, fly a little less. The world has just done that. It's like they all collectively decided to do all of that. Yet the total impact by the end of the century will be to reduce temperature increases by about one five hundredth of a degree Fahrenheit. So oh it'll gosh. have no impact in a hundred years. Yet it has huge damage to almost everything we care and love and obviously millions and possibly billions of people have been negatively affected. Well, okay, then then the I mean clearly the Paris Accords, those that's something we should have done. <laughs> Yes. People love to say the Paris Accord has really fixed climate change. But if you actually do the estimates, and again, the U.N. did that, the UN, the organizers of the Paris Agreement from 2015 actually made an estimate of how much would this reduce carbon emissions in the world. The answer is it'll reduce so little that it's less than 1% of what most politicians claim will come out of the Paris Agreement. And remember, almost no country is living up to what they had promised in the Paris Agreement. The truth is the Paris Agreement will end up costing somewhere between one and two trillion dollars yet by the end for every year. And yet by the end of the century, it will only reduce temperatures by about 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit. So you will have a very tiny impact at an enormous cost, you know, 50 to 100 trillion dollars. That's a bad ineffective way to try to tackle climate change and of course one that you will eventually lose voters from is this is this just stupid people is this a cash grab Uh, what is stopping reason from from working here I think there's a number of things at play. We talked about the alarmism at first if you're really really worried if you think and I, I think a lot of people 
genuinely believe this is the end of the world. You're willing to do anything and you'll do it in panic. Of course, you won't do very well. You won't be very smart about it, but you'll simply try to you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink at it. That's one part of it. The other part is, remember, what is it that drives most media? That's scary news. Scary news sells. And so you get this constant inundation of scary news. And global warming is a wonderful provider of that. Any storm, any drought, any flood, anything really from the weather can be branded as, see, climate change. So it's great for selling a lot of media. And, of course, it's great for politicians because politicians live from getting your vote. They get to say, you are doomed. But if you vote for me, I can save you. That's the best thing a politician could possibly do. And and often they get to say this and the cost will only come in the election cycle after next. So I don't even have to worry about that. I just got all the applause, all your votes, and then we'll worry about having to pay for it later. All right. So let's talk about real solutions and solutions. It seems to me, I mean, I was a big proponent of the hydrogen car. You can run nuclear power plants all day long while everybody's up and then use that dip at night to make hydrogen. They had a way to distribute it. It was I've driven the car. It was great. I'm for fracking more natural gas, not less natural gas. But every time there's something that looks like it would be a help or a piece of a solution, it's shut down. So what are the things that we could do that that environmentalist will agree to because they don't seem very uh, interested in anything once we get going. Well, Glenn, so I think the, the real realization is to recognize that most big problems in the world have never been solved by telling people, I'm sorry, can you do less of that? Can you feel less joyful? Can you have less welfare and prosperity? That's just not going to work. So think back in the 1950s in Los Angeles. It was terribly polluted, mostly from cars. The standard environmental approach would be to tell people, I'm sorry, could you drive a little less or maybe stop driving at all? Of course, that was not actually on the agenda. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get people on board with that. What did solve a very large part of the air pollution problem in Los Angeles was the catalytic converter. It was an innovation that you put on your car and then basically it pollutes a lot less. Now it has a cost, but it's an okay cost compared to the immense benefit you get. The trick here is to recognize if we can innovate the price of green energy down below fossil fuels, we can solve global warming. But as long as we keep telling everyone, and especially China and India and Africa, I'm sorry, you just gotta be poor because we can't actually make you rich while you don't emit a lot more CO2. That's never going to work. What we need to do is to invest a lot more in innovation to get green energy to be cheaper than fossil fuels. Once we reach that, everyone will switch, not just rich, well-meaning Americans, but also Latin America, Africa, everybody else. And so your point to the uh, hydrogen car That may very well be the solution. Remember, there are lots of people out there who believe that they know what is going to power the rest of the 21st century. And all of them are still too expensive, hydrogen car included. But the point is, we should invest a lot more in the research of those because we just need one or a few of those technologies 
And those are the ones that will then power the 21st century. I mean, everything changes when we can get the right battery. Everything changes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. we should be working. We should be spending all of our money on on research in batteries and then looking for things like hydrogen cars that could be coupled with those batteries. And then the problem is is solved. I I, I don't understand how people can. Um, block every single thing and then to say wind power which is so far away from reality the land alone that it would take just to build enough wind windmills for a third of our energy need would be a third of the country almost it's ridiculous and i mean you're so full of common sense if this was the green energy movement what you talk about here was the green energy movement we would all be in lockstep but i gotta believe that you have been called a climate uh, denier and science denier every step of the way as well even though you're not disagreeing with any of their science Oh, of course. Yeah. A lot of people find it's a lot easier to argue by just calling you names than actually engaging in this conversation. And of course, the real surprise is if you're really, really worried about global warming, why would you be proposing the same solutions that have failed the last 30 years? If you really think this is the end of the world, is that a smart move? Of course, you need to find better ways to fix this. I, I would probably be a little bit more technology agnostic than you are, because obviously some people believe very much in batteries. Some people believe very much in, in hydrogen cars. Other people like Craig Venter, the guy who uh, cracked the human genome back in 2000, mm-hmm. he's arguing that we should put out uh, uh, algae on the ocean surface that grow uh, oil from sunlight and CO2. How cool would that be? We'd basically be able to keep our entire fossil fuel economy, but we power it with oil that we just produced, and hence it would be CO2 neutral. Again, there are lots of these ideas. Sure. All of them are not cost-effective right now, which is why they haven't taken over the world. Mm-hmm. But the point is, research and development can make that difference, and it just needs to make a difference for one of these many technologies. Most of them will fail. That's fine. We just need one or a few of them to come through. And that's why I think we need to challenge people who are very, very worried and tell us we're going to spend trillions of your money on ineffective solutions. No, look, you have the right problem, but you're fixing it badly and you're wasteful with the money. Let's do it smartly through innovation and make sure that we actually find something that will not just work for rich, well-meaning Americans, but for everyone on the planet. Is socialism the way to go? Will that help? (laughs) Well, clearly it's not. I mean, I I think we've already sort of found out we need some sort of managed capitalism as we have most most countries in the world. But the idea is to recognize what solves most problems is not wringing your hands or making command dictates on what you need to do. It is innovation. Think back in the 1970s. We worried about the fact that there would be almost no food for India and Africa. The solution was not to you know, tell people in the rich world, I'm sorry, could you stop eating so much and send it to the Indians? The solution was the Green Revolution, that we found mm-hmm. a way to make much more food, much cheaper, much more effectively for Indians, which is why India today has not had a huge uh, hunger catastrophe. And they're actually the world's leading exporter of rice because of innovation. Instead of just telling people you're doomed and we got to do with less. And uh, also, I would add uh, silencing of people with dissenting opinions. Uh, We need everybody thinking and working and being free 
to be able to work on their own style solutions because it could come from somebody we least expect. Uh, Bjorn Lomberg, thank you very much. The name of the book is False Alarm. Uh, How Climate Change Panic Costs Us Trillions, Hurts the Poor, and Fails to Fix the Planet. These books that are coming out by Bjorn and also by Michael Schellenberger, they need to be read to your teenagers. You need to give them to your teenagers because your teenagers are being uh, filled with uh, all kinds of despair. And the truth is that despair is a lie. Bjorn, uh, Bjorn, thank you so much. We'll talk again. Great to talk to you. Uh, people all over America are discovering now what a joy it is to cook on a rec tech. And uh, they're talking about it on social media um, from pro tips to reviews to recipes for just about anything you would think about cooking on your rec tech. Uh, and a lot of things that I would have never thought of. We just cooked some ribs on the grill over the weekend. They were so good. And my wife was putting I don't even know what it was. And I'm like, what is that? And she's like, it's a rec tech recipe. Shh. I'm like, okay, it was delicious. Uh, it is the top name now in modern grilling. It's Rectech with its smart grill technology. Sturdy design, hopper full of heat and delicious wood smoke. The Rectech stands head and shoulders above any of the competition. It's Rectech. It'll be the last grill you're ever going to want to buy. If you haven't taken the time to go online and look at Rectech, you're holding yourself back from the best grilling experience imaginable. Visit Rectech. Follow them on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q with a Q at the end, visit R-E-C-T-E-Q, rectech.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, the the problem with Marxism and uh, and social engineering and all of this stuff that the Democrats are are doing right now is it goes against human nature. Yesterday, we told you about New York City and how it's just it's over. It's over. And the reason why it's over is because of tech. Um, People have realized now because of covid, I don't need to go to work. So why would I go to work in a city that charges me? 10 to 15 percent more in a city tax i have to spend gobs of money to get anywhere to go anywhere to cross a bridge is 20 bucks to uh you know to live and and have an apartment is like a mortgage anyplace else the democrats one of their things to solving climate change is just pay everybody and then have them just do whatever it is they want to do and they have to live in a city well if i don't have to be in a city i'm not going to be in a city i want to be out someplace where i can see how beautiful it is it just goes against human nature all of it more on the national convention coming up this is the glenn beck program to hear 
is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So let me give you just the quick highlights of the DNC convention last night. Um, first of all, uh, Michelle Obama outlined the qualities a president needs, clear-headed judgment, understanding complex issues, and a moral compass. She's not describing uh, Joe Biden. I don't know who she is. Then the DNC focused on the Constitution. But but they opened up with the Star Spangled Banner. I didn't know who these people were last night. It's like you keep using these words. I do not think it means what you think it means. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We begin there in uh, 60 seconds. Uh, Stand by. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, Goldline. The Federal Reserve is out of control. I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but the Federal Reserve is currently working with MIT to hmm, hypothetically develop a digital currency for them to play around with. I I mean, to help manage the economy. They're also now talking about opening Fed bank accounts for every citizen. That, that way they could just deposit money into every citizen's bank account. You just have to go and have a, a Fed bank account at one of the Fed banks. Oh, that is fantastic. Whoa. No middleman. Just money just pours in. On an unrelated note, um, meaning that very sarcastically, gold continues to rise in value. Projections for the next year are through the roof. I saw somebody yesterday comment on a tweet of mine and said, yeah, he's been selling gold to his audience, causing fear uh, for years now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, since gold was $328 an ounce. That's when I started saying buying buy gold. Uh, that three hundred and twenty dollars an ounce is now worth two thousand dollars an ounce. So, I mean, you're right. Whoa. What a bad investment, huh? Gold line, please. I've told you don't I don't buy it as an investment. I buy it as a hedge against insanity. And the world, as you can see, is more and more insane every day. Everything the Fed said they wouldn't do, they have done. We've printed more money in the last 90 days than we've printed in the last 90 years. What do you say? You call Goldline. Tell them you want to find out now about their $5 gold Liberty coins. I I just got some of these a couple months ago. They have them in stock again. Please tell them I sent you. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. Just get the information. Don't make any rash decisions and don't don't be stupid. Balance things out. Spread out your risk. 866-GOLDLINE. Gold or silver. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Tomorrow night... The Democrats plan to rig election 2020. You're saying that voter fraud is a thing, and I'm telling you that it's not. And you're money in the water. Money in the water. Glenn exposes the dangerous truth about mail-in voting and who is behind the real election interference. Watch The Enemy Within. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. So last night, the Democratic convention happened uh, and it was bizarre. Uh, But I want to I want to actually I want to go to Michelle Obama's speech and and find points of agreement. Sot eight, please. Here's Michelle Obama. 
Joe Biden wants all of our kids to go to a good school, see a mm-hmm. doctor when they're sick, mm-hmm. live on a healthy planet. Mm-hmm. And he's got plans to make all of that happen. <laughs> Joe Biden wants all of our kids, no matter what they look like, to be able to walk out the door without worrying about being harassed or arrested or killed. Mm-hmm. He wants all of our kids to be able to go to a movie or a math class without being afraid of getting shot. Mm-hmm. He wants all our kids to grow up with leaders who won't just serve themselves and their wealthy peers, but will provide a safety net for people facing hard times. Okay, is there anybody within the sound of my voice? Take out Joe Biden wants all of those things. Is there anybody within the sound of my voice that disagrees with that? That I I, I want kids to go to a good school, all kids. I want a doctor to be able to see those kids when they're sick. I want to live on a healthy planet. Uh, I want all of our kids, no matter what they look like, to be able to walk out the door without being worried about being harassed, arrested or killed. Harassed is a really interesting word because I would like my kids to be able to go to college and have a different point of view and not be harassed. I would like to have a different point of view, not be arrested. I don't want you arrested because you're a different color or a different point of view. I want you arrested if you've done something wrong. And I would happen to put looting into that category. And I certainly don't want our kids walking through the door um, and feeling afraid that they might get killed. But that's now happening with whites and blacks. And it's happening with blacks more than whites, not from the police, but from blacks. Black on black killings is what's killing most blacks. He wants our kids to go to a movie or math class without being afraid of getting shot. Me, too. He wants all the kids to grow up with leaders who don't serve themselves and their wealth and their wealthy peers, but will provide a safety net for people facing hard times. So do I. So do I. Tell me about tell me about Barack Obama. Tell me about the Clinton Foundation. Tell me about the Obama Foundation. Tell me about how you went to a public office to serve and you still had student loans and now you're living in an 11 million dollar house. Tell me. Tell me about that. See, this is the problem. We agree. Just not everybody actually does those things. Does Joe Biden want all our kids to do all these things? Yeah. But is it do his policies reflect those things? No. We want a chance to pursue any of these goals. I want you to listen. Here's number nine. Listen to this. And if we want a chance to pursue any of these goals, any of these most basic requirements for a functioning society. Stop. We have stop. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? If we want to pursue any of those goals, any of these most basic requirements for a functioning society, what do we need to do? We, we, we need to um, have everybody agree on a few social contracts like looting is bad, that intimidation is bad, that shutting people up because they have a different opinion is bad. We need to have a functioning society. But she says, no, 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 we have to what? 
continue on this thought, please. We want a chance to pursue any of these goals, any of these most basic requirements for a functioning society. Then we have to vote for Joe Biden ah. in numbers that cannot be ignored, mm. because right now. Folks who know they cannot win fair and square at the ballot box are doing everything they can to stop us from voting. How true it is. They're closing down polling places in minority neighborhoods. They are. They're purging voter rolls. They're sending Uh people out to intimidate voters and they're lying about the security of our ballots. These tactics are not new. No, they're not. And it's funny because these tactics were used by the Democratic Party to stop blacks from voting. And you're doing it again. This was the, this is the galling part of this. This is why people can't listen to the other side and the other side can't listen to this because they don't believe any of us believe it because too many of the politicians don't. They don't believe it. They say one thing and they do another. But these things, the actual people do believe. And last night's convention was was programmed for morons self-imposed morons they're not they're not morons they just aren't paying attention they don't feel like they have to do any work they just trust that oh yeah i'm getting the i'm getting the news i'm getting the straight news because i like them and that's on both sides because you like somebody doesn't mean you're getting the truth i urge you do your own homework don't don't ever take anything i say as gospel don't be a moron I've done my best to make sure that it's right. But I get things wrong. Everybody does. Don't be a moron. People had to fight for freedom. We're not even willing to look beyond what's being spilled out onto our couch. Oh, that's, that's true. Yes, that's true. No, it's not. Do your homework. We ask people to fight and die and sacrifice everything for our freedom. And this generation, our generation's not willing to actually pop the hood and even look at the engine, let alone fix it. Michelle Obama said, even when it all feels so overwhelming, working parents are somehow piecing it all together without child care. Teachers are getting creative so their kids can still learn and grow. Our young people are desperately fighting to pursue their dreams. That's kind of true. It does feel overwhelming. Working parents are somehow or another piecing it all together. And many times they, they can't afford child care because their jobs have been destroyed. Teachers are getting creative. Yes, but so are the unions. The teachers unions are destroying our children's future. Our young people are desperately fighting to pursue their dreams. Yes, while you tell them that they shouldn't dream because we'll all be dead in 10 years because of global warming. Is that compassionate? Are we being told 
and being shown to be resilient? Who's talking about the the average mom and pop business? I'm tired of seeing Wall Street go up. I know why Wall Street is going up. I know why the stock market's going up, because the Fed is in bed with big business and the Fed is printing money and giving it to big business. And then on top of it, they are buying their stocks. But who's buying your stock? Compassionate, resilient, and decent people. Take heart. You will be the ones that save the republic, not our democracy. We don't have a democracy. You will be the ones that save the republic. And it's not only savable, it's worth saving. It's worth doing everything we can to save it. Where is somebody standing up and saying, hey, why don't we help the businesses out? The small businessman. Here's what we can do. They want to open up and they want to open up responsibly. They're not stupid. They want to open up responsibly. I can't open up my building. I can't open up my building now because if anybody gets sick in my building and I've opened it back up, I could get sued by anybody comes in, walks off the street. I can get sued. Where is somebody saying the small businessman needs protection from lawsuits over covid because, you know, that's coming. That's the that's the final finishing off bullet. That's the bullet where the guy is just laying on the ground. You know, he's bleeding out. You know, he's dead. But you look at him because you have spite and you put one last bullet in his head. Litigation is that last bullet. Governor Abbott, governors around the country. President Trump, members of Congress, members of the Senate, where are you? Help us. Because we know the Fed is already helping those who have helped themselves over and over and over again with our tax dollars. We need somebody who actually believes in America, that actually believes in us, that the American people will do the right thing because we're good and decent and honorable. (laughs) And the only guy I see standing on that horizon, the only guy who actually, I think, believes in America, who just won't take no for an answer is a guy that I, I'm, I, I'm like, really? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. That's the guy? Out of all the guys in the, out of everybody in the country, that's the guy that we can count on now? Yep. Seems like it. Seems like it. All this crap you heard last night from the DNC, 
is just really good writing and production. That's all it was. They don't believe a word of it. Because if they did, they wouldn't be surprised. They wouldn't be supporting the riots on the street and cutting of our police departments and all the other crazy crap that we're all seeing on television every single day. I want to talk to you about AMAC. If you're looking for an alternative to the AARP, I've got some good news for you. The Association of Mature American Citizens, or AMAC, the fastest growing 50-plus organization in America. When you're with AMAC, you're going to get discounts on your car insurance, your hotels, roadside assistance, dental plans, even cell phone service options that you might not otherwise have, and many more benefits to make your life easier and save you money. AMAC stands for the kind of American value that you stand for courage faith reasoning all of the good things that are lost right now and amac fights for the freedoms we hold dear like individual liberty free speech freedom of religion the second amendment the sanctity of life wouldn't you rather belong to an organization that fights for your values stands up for your god-given freedoms Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight by becoming a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. Join right now at amac.us slash Beck. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. AMAC is better. Better for you. Better for America. 10 seconds. Station ID. I, uh, before we go any further today, I just want to thank so many people for the really kind emails that I've gotten from. I mean, Nikki Haley reached out yesterday and said, congratulations on the on the induction in the Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. I mean, some really amazing people. Um, but I don't think I did an adequate enough job yesterday because I was trying to be funny and everything else um, on thanking you, the audience. You make this job so easy to do. You make this job uh, a pleasure to do. And the only reason why I'm still doing it is because of you. Uh, It's not for the money. It's not for any of the other stuff. Uh, It is because I think we have a connection and I know you count on us and we count on you. We get as much from you. Uh, and maybe more uh, than you ever get from us. I also really need to sincerely thank uh, Stu and Pat and Jeffy and Sarah and everybody else that has been with me for 20 years um, that saw this thing through from the beginning and always believed and never doubted and has never, ever uh, turned their their back or given a sideways glance towards what we were trying to do. And I can't thank these people and especially Stu, our executive producer enough. Thank you, Glenn. And as much as I hate to say it, you absolutely deserve to be in the radio hall of fame. And it's a place you do deserve to be and should be. So I'm glad I'm glad you're going to be going. I have to tell you, I looked last night at the radio hall of fame uh the just the bees you know you can find alphabetically just the bees Mm. it it is it's it's crazy who i'm joining 
you know, Jack Benny and uh, Gary Burbank. Uh, mm. And uh, gosh, I can't think of all of them now. Uh, uh, George Burns. All okay, of these. I take it back. You don't deserve. Yeah, to be in the really, game. I don't. I don't. I mean, the, the names that were there, people don't appreciate radio like I think they used to. Uh, and so, you know, you've gotten down to people like me in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, it's, um, that's not true. I mean, you really do deserve it. And it's, it's uh, you know, you, you went from uh, you've been doing this a long time and you've built an amazing thing here. And uh, it's been a, a hell of a ride, really. It really I, has. I, I, I thought about that the other day. I'm like, geez, like that's what else do you do? You're kind of like you meet the Radio Hall of Fame. Like, it's kind of like that's it, right? You should just go home again. Wow. And you know what I'm Wait saying? Minute, I, think I, I'm being I mean, go home and just turn uh, no. turn the bath water on, <laughs> yeah. a little warm. Maybe bring a razor in with you. I mean, it's it's basically the ultimate honor of this industry. It is. Uh, it really is. It is. It's just like the Baseball Hall of Fame if you're a baseball player. It's that big of a deal. And uh, it's a great organization, is sincere, sincerely. And uh, it's amazing that you're in it. And congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it it is. really is. So thank you. That's all I wanted to say. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, let's uh, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. Our uh, sponsor is Relief Factor, and I want to talk to you about Alicia. She she lives in Kentucky. She's just about fifty years old. She worked at the local grocery store throughout the COVID stuff, and as a result, her knees, which weren't in great shape to begin with, have gotten a lot worse in the last few months. It got so bad by the time of the day that you know she was uh, ready to go home, she was literally limping. Then she heard about Relief Factor on the radio, and she decided that, I don't know, that Radio Hall of Famer probably wasn't steering her in the wrong direction. (laughs) So she started, uh, you know, taking Relief Factor. She said she started seeing a reduction of pain within a couple of days. Within a couple of weeks, it was gone. Alicia got her life back. No more limping for her. Relief Factor, not a drug, but developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. What do you have to lose? And then when it works, please tell me about it. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. And go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I want to tell you a, uh, a story here about uh, a family with a disabled daughter who the family had saved up uh, to go to Disney World for a long time. Um, and uh, I'll get into what what is uh, happening with the seven year old daughter, but she can't wear a mask and covered by the ADA. Um, she went they went to the magic magic kingdom and uh, Richard, the dad, uh, says it was an absolute nightmare nightmare. I want to talk to Richard. This is a first interview on the air. Hello, Richard. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. I, I really am uh, heartbroken by this story, uh, but I also have a few questions for you because it's a tough situation. So you live in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. Um, you live in Pennsylvania. What do you do for a living? Um, I used to be a maintenance and production supervisor. Um, I was in an industrial accident. Both of my legs were crushed. Uh, we were actually supposed to have this trip last September, but 
because of the accident that got delayed. Okay, so your uh, your daughter has already um, been delayed. Um, and tell me the situation with your daughter. She has, what is the diagnosis? So my daughter's high-functioning autism, but she has a severe sensory processing disorder. Um, normal normal uh, sensory signals, whether it's feeling or textures with food or sounds, her brain can't process them properly. It becomes overloaded. It sends her into a full-blown panic uh, attack. Um, you know, I can hard-boil an egg for nine minutes. If I do it for eight minutes or ten minutes, the second she bites into it, she'll vomit because the texture is different and her brain can't process it. Holy um, she can't cow. wear certain clothes because of the way it feels against her skin when we're sitting and watching a movie. I can't put my arm around her because any type of restriction, she, again, you know, her heart starts pounding out of her chest. She can't breathe. She goes into a panic attack feeling like she can't breathe. Um, she does, you know, special uh, therapy. It's called TheraPlay that, you know, it was great before Corona. I mean, we conquered sound. There was a time that we tried to go to a fair and a balloon popped and she ran into a four lane highway that was next to it because oh of the sound and the feeling of needing to escape, but not knowing why she needs to escape because she's a child. Um, and, and they overcame, you know, a lot of those issues and got us to the point that we could actually take this trip. First of all, Richard, I'm just hearing that you can't put your arm around your daughter um, is just soul crushing. Um, I, I, I truly feel for you. Um, yeah. So, so tell me what happened. So you went down to uh, Disney. So we, yes. So we arrived uh, Wednesday evening. Um, Disney's doing thing where you have magic bands and there's a My Disney Experience app. So Wednesday morning, it gave me our room number. So we arrived at the hotel, walked down the sidewalk to our building, and we used our magic band to get into our room. No need to check in for the front desk or anything. We got up Thursday morning because we didn't arrive until late on Wednesday, and we went, got on. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to any of the Disney resorts, but they have shuttles that run to all the different locations. Sure. So we got on the shuttle to... Magic Kingdom because we had a breakfast reservation at Chef Mickey based on her mm -hmm. needs with food and only being able to eat certain foods. When we were getting on the bus, the driver asked about her mask. I said she had a medical condition and he said, okay, we got on the bus. We went over to the Magic Kingdom. We weren't even going into the Magic Kingdom that day. We needed to get off there and walk down the sidewalk to a different resort where the restaurant was located. Um, when we got off the bus, there was a security checkpoint, and that's where they stopped her about the mask. I tried explaining, you know, we're just walking down the sidewalk. We need to go to our breakfast reservation. She has a medical condition. She can't wear one. Um, at that point, they asked us to step to the side uh, while a manager came. My daughter, you know, everyone's else that was going through the gates staring at us and my daughter started to instantly regress um start covering her ears and trying to run away my wife had a growler and uh 
you know, I try to explain to them, listen, I don't even, today we're not even supposed to go to Magic Kingdom. That was supposed to be the next day. We were, we were supposed to go to Animal Kingdom that day. We're just here to go to breakfast. We just need to walk through this metal detector and walk down that sidewalk to the restaurant where she doesn't even need a mask anyway. And uh, they wouldn't let us go. So, you know, we went back to the resort and there I tried talking with the management because it's day one of an eight day vacation. You know, what am I supposed to do? All of our reservations to eat are based on what park we're supposed to be in which day based on what she can and can't eat. You know, what am I supposed to do? And all they kept saying was two layer two layer cloth mask firmly covering nose and mouth or she can't leave her room. And I'm like, you know, so I asked to speak, you know, well, I need to speak to someone. I need to figure something out because I need to be able to feed my daughter. I'm from Pennsylvania. I can't just turn around and go home. Um, so they told us to go back to our room. Told me, you know, someone would contact me shortly. This was 930 in the morning. Finally, at three o'clock, the same person called me back and was like, you can send an email to guest services, but you have to stay in your room or the pool. And she can't go anywhere besides those two areas. So I sent the email. Um, Friday morning, someone called me. Jeez. You know, same thing. You know, I'm trying to figure something out. Like, can I, can I use a face shield? You know, what kind of accommodation can you make? Like, you know, we, we need to figure something out. It's almost the weekend, and no one's going to be here. And again, they told me they would call me back and all day we waited in our room 445 rolled around and, and they called me back and said they still hadn't heard back from their boss so they wouldn't hear anything till Monday oh my god at that point my daughter had been begging us to go home you know she she didn't want to be there anymore she she didn't want to be trapped in her room so we ended up booking a flight home for Saturday morning they told us they'd you know refund our money if we left, um, so we booked a flight home and, and, and we went home and we finished our vacation in Gettysburg, PA, um, because, yeah, you know, they respect, yeah, you know, people, some people just, they medically can't wear a mask. This isn't even a healthy adult we're talking about. You know, it's a, it's a child who was made a little bit different. And, and you see what happened with it, Southwest Airlines and Disney Canada. You know, it's a disgrace. These kids have needs, and especially with the school this, uh, school year coming up, this is something that really needs to be addressed. What are these kids going to do? So, um, first of all, I, I can't believe Disney treated you and your daughter like that. They usually are not like that. Um, uh, but it just seems like everybody is, you know, no one is willing to take responsibility for anything. Isn't she covered by ADA? So they are trying to cite the direct threat clause under the ADA, which gives them the ability to take people's rights away and ADA protections, which I find appalling. You can't tell me that COVID is not that big of a threat and it's safe enough for casinos and theme parks to be open, but then turn around and say it's such a threat that you can't give equal rights to a disabled person. 
it can't be both ways. Either it's a huge threat or it's not. Can you did you know that they required face masks prior to did you did you call them and talk to them about it in advance? No. So, you know, I got um, in a message on the uh, app when I opened the app. And I really didn't pay no mind to it. I, I take responsibility for that because where I live, it's everywhere has it. There's not a single store that doesn't have a face mask policy, but they all. Right. And you're wearing a you're wearing a face mask. You were wearing one and your wife was wearing one. Right. And, and technically, my wife should be exempt because she has severe asthma and breathing problems. But we both wear one so that to try to right. avoid problems with our daughter. We don't want people to think we're just anti-mask and flaunting the law or you know we want to avoid problems for our daughter because she legitimately can't wear one so we do so where does it stand now what are you what are you going to do now well you know i so disney told me they would refund me when i checked out they told me they couldn't i had to contact a travel company and they gave me to run around and had me call someone else and they had me send an email to billing i got a majority of my money back they won't give me a breakdown showing me what i was charged for the money i didn't get back like you know three nights at x amount they won't show me any of that they won't give me a, a complete breakdown um, but now, you know, my, my, I'm just from the support groups I'm on on like Facebook with other autism parents. You know, the big concern is what happens to these kids when school goes back. I mean, these kids lost all their services since March. You know, their in-person therapy, their therapy, their education, their in-class support. Mm. Now school's coming back around and, and they want the kids to wear masks. Well, What's going to happen? Are you going to start suspending these children from school because they can't wear a mask? Are you going to refuse them entry? Just like, you know, kids need social skills. They need Mm -hmm. these kids, especially ones on the higher end of the spectrum, are one day going to be adults that have to have jobs and live in the real world. And in order to be successful, they need the services and programs that were designed to help make them successful. They need the social skills that they get from interacting and being around other people. They are, if they're healthy physically, they're the lowest risk category there is for COVID. So to punish them because other adults either made poor life choices or, you know, are, are older and, and aren't taking the steps to protect themselves. You know, there is some people like my mom who didn't choose to have the type of cancer she has. She's high risk, not because of anything she did herself, but she takes steps to protect herself. She doesn't demand other people stay inside to protect her. She knows that's her responsibility. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Will you thank you for sharing this story? This story is up on the blaze uh, dot com, and uh, thank you for sharing it. Um, I, I I'd like to take this story back and and meet with my staff and 
see who we know. I was just going through the Rolodex of my mind here of uh, who I know at, uh, at Disney. And unfortunately, the two heads of Disney that I did know have just left. Um, but we're going to find out what we can do. And it's not really about Disney. It is more about what's going to happen uh, with services for your kids at school. So let me uh, give me some time on this. And I don't know if we can do anything, uh, but uh, let us look into this and see if there's anything we can do. Uh, and um, and uh, let me get back in touch with you. I don't think the end of this story is is here. Well, I appreciate that very much. Like I said, from the support groups for other, uh, you know, children, other parents who have children with extra needs, um, you know, there, there's a lot, millions of parents around the world hanging in the balance because there's no real guidance coming down, you know, to put an end to this kind of stuff. There's no official word either yeah, way coming yeah, down. Yeah. And we're just in an awkward position. And I thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Richard Ross. Um, thank you. And uh, we will uh, not leave the story there. Back in just a minute. Thank you, sir. You bet. Sometimes the best thing you can do to a process is to simplify it. So when it comes to shaving, what's the best way to simplify? Get rid of all the foams and the gels and everything else. Get Shave Secret. It's a proprietary blend of essential oils, and you only need a couple of drops on, on your wet palm. It feels really great on your skin. It smells amazing, and it will replace all of the ridiculous foams and shells and, you know, all the... Uh, the uh, razors with 14 blades. Shave Secret, 100% natural, easy to use, and compact. It's great for travel, made in the USA, backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. Try it. Just try it. For men's faces and women's legs, Shave Secret. It's available regionally at HEB, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon. Or you can go to ShaveSecret.com and use the promo code back and get a 10% discount. It's ShaveSecret.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, tomorrow we've got a great special for you, Brave New World. Um, we have the look into what is actually happening with the Postal Service. Uh, you're not going to believe it because it's not the story you'll find anyplace else mm. tomorrow night. I'm looking at this name list of names that have been inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame that your name will now be up with. Uh, Abbott and Costello, Mel Allen, Gene Autry, Jack Benny, Harry Carey, Dick Clark, Jimmy Durante, Rick Dees, Bing Crosby, um, you know, Mike Francesa, uh, Bob Hope. This is disturbing. I think they should take it away from you. This should not be. <laughs> this is not right, guys. I was reading a partial a part of that list yesterday, and I was thinking it's like, you know, Cary Grant, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Brad Pitt, uh, George Clooney, and Kermit the Frog. I mean, it's like you know, one of them doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. Uh, but it's an honor to be uh, inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. And I want to thank you for being such a great audience. You make this job a pleasure to do every day. Thank you. This is the Glenn Beck Program.